Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Frontier Beyond Fear. I'm Susan Larison Dance, and today is Saturday, June 24th, 2023. And I welcome you to this live broadcast that airs most Saturdays live at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And to those of you listening to the podcast in the future on many syndicates, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts, and more. Thank you for being here today. Today, I am going to talk about the process of gentle healing. Now, there can in our lives be times when it doesn't seem gentle um, and something is happening which is not um, subject in the moment to gentle healing, although I will also address that because a lot of times, not always, one must be discerning in every situation. There are times when, you know, if a fire is approaching, You need to respond to the situation at hand if you observe the fire. But other times, and most times, what is happening in our lives is something that requires gentle healing. Oh, there can be miraculous healings in an instant. And I have personally witnessed that more than once. Sometimes, on our soul's journey, things take time. And when it's in the sphere of personal relationships, as healing applies to many things, physically, in our lives, in our work, and in our relationships, um, I have found in my experience, for example, in work relationships, um, or in any number of other types, when we allow our fear or our reactive visceral impulse to react spontaneously in the moment, that generally, although nothing in our lives happens without a reason, is not the best path. Gentleness, mindfulness. Yes, sometimes we need to make a change. And yes, there are times that, you know, we are human beings. And so we react in a situation where 
it would have been better maybe not to react so strongly. Even as we notice when that happens, our lives flow from that in the way that they need to. So if that happens, part of gentle healing is looking back and not regretting, but also thinking mindfully of the future, how you would choose to be. This show today came to me because um, I was actually thinking well, of more than one situation, but even, you know, little things that happen, um, it doesn't really matter your age, um, where there is something that just needs time to heal, physically or emotionally. And as I was walking this morning, I had come into my head the song, Let It Be, but what the words that came to me were right in that moment were, let it heal. Let it heal. That's what came to me. I don't need to sing at all. It, in fact, it, were only, it was only those three words. I wasn't thinking of the whole song. Because I knew of so many examples both physically and in other ways, and really, some really beautiful life examples as well, where that's exactly what was needed. It just needs time. It just needs trust. And a miracle will unfold in its own gentle way. Sometimes we just want that sudden dramatic miracle to happen, especially when we've experienced those for real. And sometimes they do not. We need to let things gently heal. Let it heal. Surrender to the process. Accept the gentle healing. You don't need to close the door on something dramatic that may occur. Accepting gentle healing is not closing the door on something even more remarkably miraculous. It's simply giving yourself the space to breathe so you can heal, so the situation can with time resolve itself. There are so many relationships we find ourselves in. Some need to end. And, you know, a lot of times I'm the sort of person who has a really difficult time allowing a relationship of any kind to end without some gentle closure. But some things don't end gently. And, you know, you're dealing with other people and they have their own situations and emotions that they are dealing with. And it's sad when that occurs um, because the best way for any situation in the world and in life is for things to um, unfold with understanding. But there are times that things just end or you can't really know how life will unfold in the future. I had a situation recently where it was just such a beautiful demonstration of um, the 
depth of love and empathy and understanding um, where you don't have to be on the same page about everything. In fact, that's probably the last thing to expect. If you expect to have um, empathic and sensitive understandings, in fact, the very key is not being on the same page or accepting that you're not on the same page and letting that be and letting whatever angst has been caused heal. It may take a lifetime. I had something synchronistic happen before this show. I hadn't really planned to read too much today. I know I read several synchronistic passages last time. But then this happened, and I, then I started opening my books to some other things, and I thought, okay, I'll allow that. That's a part of the breathing process. That's a part of the allowing process. What wants to come forward in this situation? And what came up, and by the way, let me thank Blog Talk Radio once again, the second week in the row program is in the number one position of live and upcoming shows while live, and I'm greatly appreciative of that. And so I want to thank Blog Talk Radio for that in this moment. Um, And then also here, let me look, only take a second, because gratitude is important when expressed. Same thing with live spirituality. Thank you for featuring this show today in both of those places. I hope that those who are discovering this show live are finding it to be helpful because of that. So a synchronicity that occurred is a friend. You know, a lot of us right now, and I've spoken of this often, um, and people are going through challenges right now, and there can be more than one. You know, there could be, um, you know, the, the economy is very challenging right now for multiple people. In fact, I just happened to turn on the BBC. I know I have listeners in different parts of the world, and they were talking about people in, <coughs> excuse me, in England facing losing their homes or having struggling with the higher interest rates and different things and just the struggles that people were going through. And here in the United States, there are all kinds of challenges people are going through. And to me, it, it's a real, it exhibits a lack of sensitivity when some are trying to gloss over just how challenging it is right now um, in many parts of the world. And no doubt, some of this came out of um, being way too caught up in fear and reactivity and not in going deeper into what the consequences would be, into um, really listening to the appropriate response during the pandemic. And now we're learning many things, how there are a lot of consequences to that kind of reactivity that occurred, that fear-based response. Um, and and also not fully listening to multiple experts in that time and even today because that really is science and I will gladly join those scientists 
who say that science is a multitude of opinions and it often changes as the situation changes. And it, it's, a, it's a form of pride and not science to cling to something as the situation's changing as more information is coming to light. And um, so a lot of the situation that we're in right now, not all of it, but there are some real consequences to the kind of extreme reactivity that occurred during that period. And I think that we need to come to terms with that truthfully and honestly um, from many different walks of life and many different ways of thinking. Um, in fact, uh, one of the synchronistic posts that I opened to had to do with truth, um, which may seem not exactly aligned with the topic today, but it is in a way. Because one of our greatest challenges right now is being open to actual truth, <laughs> being open to it, and not just, um, you know, some massaging of it. Um, and that takes real courage and honesty and openness and acceptance and a willingness to have humility. You know, humility is such an important thing um, in our leaders, in our world, in ourselves, and we all have challenges finding that place, but that ability to admit when you are wrong and when maybe there were facts or influences that were changing things at the time, but you have to be able to say when something was simply wrong. So I don't want to get too deeply into that, but it's really important for everybody to stop being so vitriolic and, and nasty and accusatory about that particular situation because none of that is going to help us going forward. And I urge everyone to be open to actual truth. Um, a synchronicity that occurred while I was um, preparing for this show was a friend sent me a quote, uh, a passage, which I'll only read a little bit of it, from author Carolyn Mace. And it's so aligned. My friend had no idea I had set up this show, which I had just done right before the message came. And yet it's really important because I hadn't really realized how much um, mysticism is a part of this as well. Mysticism really helps us. That is that experience of surrendering to those higher feelings of communion with the divine and how it may guide us, how it may help us. And this quote just seems so relevant. I'm going to read some of it, and it came in so synchronistically. And it's from, I had to actually look up the full source, a 2007 book called Entering the castle. So, in this quote, she says, You crave an end to being possessed by your fears of not surviving, of not having enough food, money, or security. You want to trust life itself and the God that gave you life. You want to surrender yourself into that same cosmic trust 
that the mystics had and have, that your needs will be met. You want to find your highest potential and enough strength of soul to free yourself from the need to have others recognize, approve of, and applaud who you are and what you do. You want to heal from the burdens of resentment. You want to be liberated from the people you have let to yet to forgive and the guilt you carry because you need to be forgiven. You want to be free to live without fear, but most of all, you want to cease fearing yourself, your soul, and your God. That's so incredible, that quote that came to me, because it has everything to do with um, letting it heal, letting it heal. And I haven't actually read this book. Um, Carolyn Mace, she was born in 1952. I looked it up. She's still very much with us. In fact, I was fortunate to help with um, an event that um, another friend of mine was doing where um, she was a part of that um, a few years ago. And I was helping in the background with some video work and things and production um, and publicity, things that I do in my work life, and I also find it synchronistic of how I really did just expose some of my inner self to you without um, fear of of lack of approval, um, because, you know, I know some of these topics are controversial, and we need to find a way to talk about them now, and I know so many people who really yearn to very gently and honestly come to that table of truth. And I think we're going to hear more and more of that going forward because that's the only way we're going to know how to um, meaningfully proceed and wisely um, based on learning from our own history. So I had a couple of other things after that synchronicity that I opened to. And um, these are unexpected just I hadn't even thought I would open this book today but they seemed aligned and so I'm going to read a couple more passages um, I'm getting the live show today and on some of these readings last time I, I did a lot of reading after the live show was done the live show is generally unless I know that I'm going to be speaking for 45 minutes live I set it to 30 minutes intentionally since this is a solo show and sometimes generally I do go over, but I don't set it up so um, I have to go past that 30 minutes because I never know what I'm going to be guided to say. This is from Edmund Spencer who lived approximately 1552 to 1599 and it's from something called Epithalamion, it's an older writing, but it is aligned. I'll read one part and then jump to another. Let no lamenting cries nor doleful tears be heard all night within nor yet without. Nay, let false whispers breeding hidden fears break gentle sleep with misconceived doubt. 
Let no deluding dreams nor dreadful sights make sudden sad affrights. And then I'm going to jump ahead a little, just a few um, paragraphs in this. But let still silence true night watches keep that sacred peace may in assurance reign and timely sleep when it is time to sleep may pour his limbs forth on your pleasant plain. I think that's really wonderful. And I opened right page and that passage and that's remarkable. And something that happens in this program and this book I will again remind you this particular book is a giant literature book yes these writers again these are random passages I don't I don't research these um, I don't research the history of all of these writers I know that he's very famous um, this particular book is over 1200 pages and I open there and then I open this was a little bit, not sure if it was a little bit later. Maybe it was right after. Um, here's something I opened to by Alexander Pope. He lived 1688 to 1744, and it's in an essay on man. And it's in the passage, the very section is, of the state of the nature and state of man with respect to to happiness. And I'm not going to read it all. This is the part where I my gaze fell. Know then this truth, enough for man to know. Virtue alone is happiness below. The only point where human bliss stands still and tastes the good without the fall to ill where only merit constant pay receives, is blessed in what it takes and what it gives. The joy unequaled, if its end it gain, and if it lose attended with no pain, without satiety, without air so blessed, and but more relished as the more distressed, the broadest mirth unfeeling folly wears, less pleasing far than virtue's very tears. Good from every object, from each place acquired, forever exercised, yet never tired, never elated while one man's oppressed, never dejected while another's blessed, and where no wants, no wishes can remain, since but to wish more virtue is to gain. See the sole bliss heaven could on all bestow, which who but feels can taste, but thinks can know. Yet poor with fortune and with learning blind, the bad must miss, the good untaught will find. Slave to no sect, who takes no private road, but looks through nature up to nature's God, pursues that chain which links the immense design, joins heaven and earth and mortal and divine, sees that no being any bliss can know, but touches some above and some below, 
learns from this union of the rising whole, the first last purpose of the human soul, and knows where faith, law, morals all began, all and in love of God and love of man. I want you to think about that passage in terms of acting out of unconditional love. That's virtue. That's honor. That's that's the beautiful space that we can be in when we um, when you hear about servant leadership, for example, where you're in service to others. And notice and remember, he lived. I know. Um, I'm quite certain some quotes of his are not going to feel appropriate for our time. Um, I, I'm not in this passage, however, especially if you consider what does it mean to be aligned with unconditional love, the love of God and the love for one another and in our work and in our life and how we love ourselves enough to take a path where we honor ourselves in a way that we can live in peace and we find that path where we are helped by the divine to that space where we need to be. So I'm interpreting this in a modern light. I always have to take care when quoting these passages. I just open to these are all people who are behind. They are beyond the veil now. Um, they've they're living other lives um, simultaneously. You know there is no linear time. But in any case, these are souls who lived on the earth in imperfect times and in imperfect ways and using words sometimes from a, from a day, you know, when things were very imperfect. And yet we can take those words that we open to that resonate with us and see them with the light that can truly help us. And what he speaks of here is very much aligned to open to it like that with today's episode because that is exactly what will help us towards our space of gentle healing and it's also mysticism which aligns with what carolyn mace said that that higher experience of god of the divine is an experience of love but this notion of you know honoring one another that is goodness honoring yourself now I love to speak of things in terms of love because there's so many ways that people have defined words. What is based in love? What is based in fear? Fear is the opposite of love. This is a show about getting beyond fear. It's about finding that space of love and empathy and understanding. That's where gentle healing will occur. That's where we will find our assurance in difficult times, that we are on the right path, that we are doing the right thing, that we're not. um, And some of what I alluded to earlier had a lot to do with um, selfish profit motives and things, um, imposing things with selfish aims. And that can really influence society in very skewed ways. Um, And that's not being in a space of servant leadership, truly serving others, 
truly um, caring about the well-being of others. Um, let's see where are we at here. The live show is close to done. So those of you who have been listening live, um, I will be continuing a bit longer today, um, but I appreciate you being here live. And once again, this show airs live almost every Saturday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and you will find links to several shows and the podcasting platforms and more information about the show at FrontierBeyondFear.com. For those of you listening across time in the podcast, I am with you energetically no matter when you are listening, and I appreciate your presence here as much as those of you as much as those of you who have been listening live. So thank you once again to Blog Talk Radio how it's been featuring the show live today. I am going to go to another reading, and I love this one because it's actually related to some reincarnation research I've done forever and I rarely um, well actually I often will open to passages from people just in other ways from this group but um, it's a long story but we won't get into that today Um, this passage is from Christina Georgina Rossetti and no I'm not saying I was Christina Um, although I may have a relationship to someone else in this circle. Um, Christina, she lived 1830 to 1894. And this poem, Endure endure Hardness. She's often quite bleak, Christina, in her writing, but this one actually isn't quite as bleak. A cold wind stirs the blackthorn to burgeon and to blow. Be sprinkling half-green hedges with flakes and sprays of snow. Through coldness and through keenness, dear hearts, take comfort so. Somewhere or other doubtless, these make the blackthorn blow. There's trust in this poem. There's love in that poem. Dear hearts, take comfort so. The path of gentle healing, of gentle unfolding, of trust. That is the path that can change us, can change every moment of our lives, no matter what it is we are going through. And sooner or later, like I've observed recently, many things do heal. Many things do change. We need to trust the process of surrendering and be comforted. Go to another reading. This show's not going to go as long as the last one. I can tell that already, and I kind of knew that before. Um, Here, I opened once again to Ralph Waldo Emerson, who always seems to want to be heard, lived 1803 to 
there will be many expressions, and very passionately so, to help us find the truths that we need to understand. And yes, of course, there can be opinion, there can be different nuances, there can be different things coming to light. That's where humility is so important. If there's something that you thought was true and then you find out, no, actually that wasn't true, um, it, it, it's such a beautiful expression of care for yourself and for one another to say, oh my goodness, it really, I was wrong. I didn't have correct information. And every scientist goes through that in the true study of science. Um, in fact, that's the whole history of science. The soul is the perceiver and revealer of truth. We know truth when we see it. Let skeptic and scoffer say what they choose. Foolish people ask you, when you have spoken what they do not wish to hear. Wow, I'm reading this just, it's speaking to me more deeply. Quote, how do you know it is truth and not an error of your own? Unquote. We know truth when we see it from opinion, as we know when we are awake, that we are awake. It was a great sentence of Emanuel Swedenborg, he's quoting, which would alone indicate the greatness of that man's perception. Quote, it is no proof of a man's understanding to be able to affirm whatever he pleases, but to be able to discern that what is true is true and that what is false is false. This is the mark and character of intelligence. Unquote in his quote, Ralph Waldo Emerson. And I actually haven't even read all of this yet. I'm going to go ahead and just trust and continue to read. In the book I read, the good thought returns to me as every truth will, the image of the whole soul to the bad thought which I find in it, the same soul becomes a discerning, separating sword and lops it away. We are wiser than we know. If we will not interfere with our thought, but will act entirely or see how the thing stands in God, for we know the particular thing and everything and every man. For the maker of all things and all persons stands behind us and casts his dread omniscience through us over things. I'm trying to decide whether to continue. You know, what's interesting is as I read some of his perceptions, not all of them resonate with me. That's a form of guidance and also the time that he lived in, in so many things. Um, and that's okay. Can I find within this passage that which is important? I do believe it is very possible to think we know something that's true, but we're actually only being imposed upon by someone who is massaging or spinning or hiding the truth for their own often selfish ends. That when we really listen and if we trust in the divine, the veil will be lifted and we will be helped 
with discernment. I'm finding that more and more of us are realizing we're coming to the center of truth. You know, people I didn't realize were thinking a certain way and maybe they weren't and now are. I don't know what their situation has been. People change. Can you accept your own changing in the midst of listening and discerning? I like that he used the word discern. So anyway, we'll we'll take that passage as we choose to take it. We'll be discerning with it as well. Then I turned again to Robert Frost. There was actually a bookmark. Robert Frost came up twice when I was opening in books. And he was actually, I had a bookmark that had his name in another book. And then I, this passage, I actually had to go a few pages to find this one. So I didn't open right to it, but I opened to Robert Frost because I knew that I was looking for something that I wanted to read. I have read this poem before. It's been a little while. And it's good to reread because I want those of you who are following this show to um have these poems go deeper and I actually didn't even read it all in its entirety at all before the show so I'm going to be reminded of it at the same time you are and again Robert Frost he lived 1874 to 1963 want to always mention that when a writer lived that is important by the way because it influences how they saw things even as truth arises out of the times that they lived in, out of that context that they may have been caught up in. Two, look at two. Love and forgetting might have carried them a little farther, further up the mountainside. With night so near, but not much further up, they must have halted soon in any case. With thoughts of the path back, how rough it was with rock and washout and unsafe in darkness when they were halted by a tumbled wall with barbed wire binding, they stood facing this, spending what onward impulse they still had. In one last look, the way they must not go on up the failing path where if a stone or earth earth slide moved at night, it moved itself. No footstep moved it. This is all, they sighed. Good night to woods. But not so. There was more. A doe from round a spruce stood looking at them across the wall, as near the wall as they She saw them in their field, they, her, and hers. The difficulty of seeing what stood still, like some upended boulder split in two, was in her clouded eyes. They saw no fear there. She seemed to think that, too, thus they were safe. Then, as if they were something that, though stranger, She could not trouble her mind with too long. She sighed and passed unscared along the wall. This, then, is all. What more is there to ask? But no, not yet. 
a snort to bid them wait. A buck from round the spruce stood looking at them across the wall as near the wall as they. This was an antlered buck of lusty nostril, not the same doe come back into her place. He viewed them quizzically with jerks of head as if to ask, Why don't you make some motion or give some sign of life because you can't? I doubt if you're as living as you look. Thus till he had them almost feeling dared to stretch a proffering hand and a spell-breaking, then he too passed unscared along the wall. Two had seen two, whichever side you spoke from. This must be all. It was all. Still they stood. A great wave from it going over them as if the earth in one unlooked-for favor had made them certain earth returned their love. I have forgotten what a beautiful poem that is. It was written in 1923. That was Robert Frost, Two Look at Two. There's something very gentle in it. There's something about fear and trust and acceptance and something very beautiful. And yes, about love. Love of the earth. Feeling the love of the earth. Feeling that miracle, that gentle miracle. I was walking in a space of tremendous beauty um, when it came to me to have a show today called Let It Heal. I'm fortunate to have lived near many spaces of beauty, of even a type of wilderness. I'm sure some of that is intentional and miracles have happened. And I can be thankful even as I live a very gentle life. And yes, like you, I have my challenges. And in these times, I know for many of you, because I know a number of you, I know how so many people are going through challenges right now. And so we need to find our way gently forward. We need to breathe. Oh, yes, sometimes things will happen, which requires um, unexpected movements or things that, you know, you suddenly find yourself not living where you were or you're in a different relationship. Things do happen in life, something with your health. But many things do call us, in fact, technically all things, unless a fire is literally coming down the mountain at you, to consider mindfully our actions. And many things can also invite us to put them in that space of trust that's free from from fear and let the gentle miracle Her. That's what healing is. It can be dramatic, but it can also be gentle. And all healing is miraculous.
I hope that you have been uplifted and encouraged by today's program. That is my intent. I hope that it has helped you to open up to others that may not seem to be on your same page, or maybe they are more on your page than you realized, or whatever the situation. We have to come to a space of more understanding. That's the only way forward. In a gentle way, anyway. So, thank you for being here. And I should be here next week, live. Um, Probably we'll talk about something having to do with with feeling free. Um, We are spiritually free. I've done shows on that before. Spiritually, we are guided to to know that, that we are here upon this earth to make free choices. There is no... There is, I can't even speak anymore. I must be coming to the end of this show. There is nothing that commands us, in a way, to to live um, as a soul. You have free choices as a soul. And many spiritual paths agree with that. How they interpret spirituality may be different. But this notion of making free choices is very important. And I think we read something a little bit ago that helps us to say, you know, we can invite ourselves to keep expanding and growing and improving and live more in alignment with love. Honor ourselves and honor one another and honor the planet. Unconditional love. Look at that beautiful poem by Robert Frost about the deer when you find yourself in a gentle moment in nature. I encourage you to find your way to nature. Thank you again for being here. I welcome you here again next time. FrontierBeyondFear.com is the website where you can learn more about this show.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.